On this special episode of the Marketing Protection and Finance podcast, I'm reporting from a recent meeting of The Network. It's a group of like-minded financial services professionals who come together quarterly to discuss industry trends, products and innovations. Although quite rightly conducted under Chatham House rules, the organisers kindly allowed me to interview some of the speakers to give you an overall update on the Seven Families initiative. Peter LeBeau, Bridget Greenwood and Steve Casey give their views on how the campaign's gone so far, the response and what the industry has learned from this multi-company project. That's all right here on episode 44 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome. You're listening to the podcast for providers and advisors looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of protection and finance. For each episode, you can find the show notes and links to things we talked about at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hello and welcome to the Empath Podcast. Before we get started with this special Seven Families update recorded live at The Network, just a quick thank you to everyone who's listening. Thanks for choosing to plug the Empath Podcast into your earphones. Downloads have started to go through the roof over the last few weeks, and that's not just for new episodes. People are dipping into the back catalogue as well. My recent interview with Annabelle Brody smith has nearly toppled David Ferguson from Nucleus as the most downloaded episode so far. If you find the show useful, please leave me a review on iTunes. Simply go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes. This will load up the iTunes page, then click on the iTunes button. iTunes will load and you can see how to leave a review. It only takes two minutes and I'll be most grateful for your time. So let's go to Hurley near Maidenhead and hear Peter LeBeau's update on the Seven Families Initiative. So I'm here at the Old Bell Hotel in Hurley, near Maidenhead, with Peter LeBeau, and we're at The Network. And The Network's a a society of professionals from the financial services industry who get together about four times a year to have dinner, discuss issues in the industry, listen to presentations, and drink wine and drink beer. And the host, as always, is Peter LeBeau. So Peter, welcome back to the Empath Podcast. Thank you very much, Roger. And tonight, you're going to be doing an afternoon speech telling everybody about the Seven Families campaign and how it's going. But before we get to that, maybe just remind everybody what the Seven Families campaign's about. Certainly, Roger. Thank you. Yeah, the Seven Families um, campaign began about six months ago. Uh, It's a campaign that's designed to illustrate the financial vulnerability of people who suffer long-term ill health problems of various sorts that mean that they can't work. And what we're really trying to do is illustrate how difficult life could be for people. And we're trying to replicate the situation whereby if they, they bought income protection, we're trying to replicate a situation as if people had bought income protection insurance and to show what the impact financially of, of buying that cover would be on their lives. So we've chosen seven families, people with very different personal situations, different situations in terms of their health and and well-being and we're trying to illustrate the 
uh, things that they're able to do because of the benefits that we were able to provide for them. And it's been a very interesting exercise. It's been an exercise that's shown a, a lot of um, very significant sort of support for people who otherwise would have really fallen on very, very hard times. And it's been something that's, I think, started to underline the value of income protection to a much wider group of people. And, of course, there's a website. There's a Seven Families website. And each of the Seven Families has attracted quite a lot of PR coverage. There's been articles by Jeff Prestridge of the um, Mail on Sunday, other articles in other newspapers. So how do you think the campaign's gone? We're very pleased so far. We've actually only announced the six families so far. We've got the seventh, uh, which is going to be announced very, very shortly. But uh, yet they are, we're very pleased. Uh, we're very pleased for a number of reasons. The first reason is that it uh, has attracted a great deal of interest, not only from the, uh, the trade itself and the, the industry, but also from the wider public, because it's the wider public that we really want to understand about the, the sort of financial vulnerability that people face. So that's worked very well. We're delighted as well that we've been able to help the specific families. We've found some very brave and very courageous people facing up to, to real long-term hardship. And to be able to help them in their particular situations has been really very, very, very gratifying. And we, we, we hope that we're going to make a real difference to the seven families that we're working with. And we also believe that it may give um, certainly from the initial um, observations in terms of the, the amount of um, income protection business that's being written, we believe that there could be a big uplift in income protection sales this year. Certainly the early indications are that's happening. Very emotional stories, Peter. Um, I've read each of them, six out of the seven have you said so far, with interest. You can't help reading those stories and, and actually get emotionally involved in the families that you've helped. And this is probably the first time that the protection industry has come together as a whole, contributed some money and done a, a generic marketing campaign. And we, we've effectively been trying to do that for many years under various different guises, and you've managed to pull this off. What would you say were the lessons that you've learned and perhaps the industry needs to learn going forward if we're going to do this sort of thing again? Yeah, it's something we're going to talk about this evening. And, and uh, I think there are several things that, 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 that come to mind. One is that uh, I don't think you need to ask for a huge amount of money. I think some of the uh, campaigns in the past have actually asked for stratospheric sums of money <laughs> yes. that companies are very, very reluctant to give. What we wanted to do was be as inclusive as possible here and try and get every company that wanted to participate to be able to participate. And one of the things that we've done is to, to ask everybody to pay the same amount of money so that one company who has a very high premium income doesn't dominate the, the, the campaign, but everybody feels the same degree of ownership. And I think that's a very, very important lesson here. Uh, secondly, to make the material available to everybody, the material on the website, www.7families7, with the numeric 7, 7families.co.uk, is available for everybody to use. So companies can use it as, as case studies at their conferences. Advisors can actually show that to their, their customers and to show that people they're discussing income protection with. And 
and anybody who wants to look at that material and show it to other people is very welcome to do so. So I think we've learned a lot of lessons there, but I think the inclusivity is the key thing. Anything else that we should be looking forward to um, from the Seventh Family? Uh, yeah, we, we're trying to get a degree of, um, we're trying to reflect the, the things that people suffer from. With Our last case is someone who's bipolar. We're looking at a musculoskeletal case probably here because of some of the musculoskeletal problems are the second biggest cause of, of, of disability in the UK. And we're trying to reflect the, uh, the, the case that we, we're looking at at the moment may well reflect the problems that working mums have when they lose their jobs and because of the particular strain that puts on the family. Uh, but what we've seen is um, a tremendous amount of courage from the people that we've uh, been looking after. Their, 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 their struggle is our struggle and I think we've got very much behind them and really got to to know these people and I think they've found an enormous amount of help and support from the campaign is really really useful in, in, in sort of giving them the motivation to get back into the workforce and try and get back to work. And the other thing it's proving is that people aren't always looking to Malinga and take their IP benefit, they'd much rather work than, than, than uh, sit at home and claim benefits. Most people, for most people, work is very, very important to their their psychological well-being as well as their physical well-being. Peter, thanks for that update. That's been really interesting, really fascinating stuff. And I believe that the finale, if you like, of the uh, Seven Families campaign will be a, a like a social media day. I, I received an email from Kevin Carr to say that you want to go out with a bang, really. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got about another year to go in looking after the, the last family. Uh, the campaign began in November, so those families have got about six months to run. But yes, we want it to try and make as big an impact on social media as we can. And then we want to take that information and talk to the government about what it actually means in terms of the uh, how it fits into the, the sort of welfare reform plans. No doubt everybody will find out when that social media day is going to be. I'll certainly communicate it in this podcast and on the show notes for the episode so peter thank you very much and i look forward to a more detailed uh, summary in your speech later tonight thank you very much roger i hope i can give it cheers also speaking at the network was social media expert bridget greenwood after hearing peter's update on seven families bridget decided to tailor make her presentation to include advice on how to use social media to raise the seven families to the next level here's what she had to say so I'm here with Bridget Greenwood and Bridget you've just been speaking at the network here in Hurley near Maidenhead great speech about social media and how advisors and providers can increase their game in the social media space maybe just tell everybody a summary of what you were talking about today okay um, well the things we were talking about is what sort of content can you get together that will be engaging and and shared and thoughtful around the topic of the insurance industry so it's looking at them a bigger picture some of the research is coming out showing that actually your mindset is the most key part for your recovery so if you're looking at things like critical illness and income protection particularly you want to get back to work as soon as possible but actually there's now stats that show that it's mindset that's out there um, so what can we share around mindset that allow people to understand this and to, be able to help them to do that um, one of the issues we've got in the insurance industry are people don't believe that there's a misconception of how many claims are paid out 
I believe in the industry they were saying it's over 90%. 90, but when, yeah. yeah. But when they surveyed Joe Public, Joe Public thought it was around 50%. Yeah. So it's understanding that. Then we were talking about what are the stats that show how likely you are to have some really good stuff happen to you and some not so good stuff happen to you to make this idea of why we need insurance and protection and real. So it's really about the different sorts of content that we can start to share and how we go about doing that and how you can use social media in an impactful way, not in a, in a distracting way. And one of the things that came up today was the issue of compliance. Now, I think everybody is scared of compliance and do we need to have a tweet authorised in a 48-hour turnaround or can we just be a little bit uh, less concerned about that? What would your advice be to people who are a little bit worried about the compliance aspect of social media? I think you should always be worried and concerned and thoughtful of the compliance section without, without a shadow of a doubt. How you then choose to manage that needs to be considered do you trust the people that you're dealing with have they shown on all the other forms of media communication that they are able to stand up and have a conversation why would that be different if they're tweeting about it or is there space for some education both from the compliance department to understand how social media can help the business but also for those who they're choosing to be the public voice uh, of, of the, the corporate company or, or the or the business do they need some education and that's what really your social media policy is about, identifying the who, the what, the where, the how and the when and, and the training that needs to go in that. That's fantastic. And finally, there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of days about the Seven Families Initiative. And you mentioned that in your speech and Peter Lebeau was talking about it at dinner last night. What would your advice be as a social media expert to the Seven Families campaign and anybody who's involved in that to try to up the ante a bit and get more coverage and more sharing of the Seven Families Initiative? So one of the things that I love about social media, it's all about collaboration uh, and, and being smart about how you share things. So the Seven Families website has got a whole bunch of videos on there and they are fantastic videos real personal stories of people who have, have had a tragedy of some sort an illness an accident stroke whatever it might be and how they are now managing their lives with that and there's some real heroes coming out of these stories um, but I don't think we're sharing that enough so there are a lot of people who are sponsoring the seven families are we doing enough to get them sharing it out having it on your internet site isn't really being social about it perhaps being able to put it onto your company's um, LinkedIn profile, asking those people within the organisation would they like to, especially if they're part of this project, um, to share that on their LinkedIn profile. So I definitely want to work with Seven Families about getting that out. Maybe putting together some slide decks to help people share with their audience and their advisors, because a lot of insurance is sold through intermediaries, saying, "Did you are you aware that we're supporting this campaign? This is what it's looking for. Here's a whole bunch of videos, and they're on YouTube, so you can share them either on your website or in an email to your clients. So we're just getting this message out more. Fantastic. Bridget, as always, great to speak to you. Thanks very much. Thank you. One question I asked Bridget about during her presentation was about the frequency of posting on social media, especially Twitter. It's generally been social media etiquette to only share content or a specific post once. That's certainly true of what I've seen Seven Families social media effort to date. But when you post, only about 5% of your followers are online at any one time, so the vast majority will miss your post. So it is actually okay to post more than once, but you don't want to appear to be a spammer, so make subtle changes to each post. For example, tweet number one could say, listen to John Smith's amazing story about seven families and then you would include a link to a URL. The second tweet could include the same URL, but alter the text to say, John Smith talks about how Seven Families Initiative is changing lives. 
or as Bridget suggested, find other sentences from within the content and use them as tweets or posts. So don't be afraid to share content more than once, or don't be afraid to share it even more than twice. And finally, I caught up with Steve Casey for a provider view on Seven Families. Here's what Steve had to say. I'm here at the network meeting in Hurley near Maidenhead and talking to Steve Casey, who is Head of Marketing and Propositions at AIG, formerly Aegeus. So welcome to the Empath Podcast, Steve. Uh, hi, Roger. Great to be here. Yeah, you've just been presenting along with Jonathan Gumby and Graham Newitt on protection on platforms, and I have to admit it sounded fascinating. Now, you're going to come on the podcast at a later date to talk about this, but in the meantime, today, we've been hearing a lot about the Seven Families Initiative. AIG is a sponsor. Did you take much persuading to be part of this? Well, Roger, in a, in a simple answer, no. Um, income protection for me has always been very, very personal. Uh, and working most of my life in financial services, I have been blessed with uh, having income protection covered, predominantly on a group basis. But even as a period of time when actually one employer did not provide the group cover, I took out income protection myself because I really do see the value of it. I mean, Seven Families is all around highlighting financial vulnerability in the event of bad health. For me, on a personal viewpoint, I was very keen to uh, to ensure that I was covered and my family was covered as well. So for me, actually supporting Seven Families was in many ways a no-brainer. We're up to family number six now, and obviously there's been a lot of campaigning from individual companies. We've seen it reported quite a lot in the newspapers and the media. What's impressed you about the campaign so far? Steve? In many ways, I think it, the, the thing that impresses me more than anybody else is that a group of like-minded individuals are actually taking a concept and galvanizing the industry behind that particular concept. I'm very keen that we work together on promoting protection. Uh, we had the opportunity a few years ago for the CPEC uh, opportunity, but we decided not to pursue that. This is a far more positioning piece that is uh, fleet of foot and and really does get everybody behind it. And that's why I'm, I'm very keen and very interested in it. And how have AIG been promoting the campaign and, and how have you built it into your communications with advisors? Well, before I actually ask the question on advisors, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what we've been doing with our employees. Okay. Because whilst we're a financial services company, people don't necessarily understand everything we do internally. So uh, we have been promoting these seven families at quarterly town halls that we hold with all our employees, explaining the actual concept itself and encouraging people to go onto the Facebook pages that, uh, that have actually been set up. Uh, by actually doing this, whether it's our sales guys or our customer services people, when they're actually interacting with either customers or intermediaries, they've been able to actually promote the actual concept itself. But that's an internal-facing view. When we actually look at external, uh, we have made it mandatory, for example, that in any of our sales presentations, there are slides to cover seven families as well as some of the other things that we offer uh, within those uh, those presentation packs. And finally, we've been advising advisors that uh, we have supporting the Facebook pages, etc., and drawing attention to those via email campaigns and email footers. What do you think the industry's learnt from the Seven Families campaign? You mentioned the er earlier um, Tom Bagri initiative, which probably didn't get off the ground because it was asking for far too much money. I think the Seven Families campaign has shown that a, a more modest amount of money uh, and a similar amount for everybody, I think on the Seven Families campaign, everybody pays the same fee. What are the lessons that you feel the industry's learnt, and indeed AIG's learnt, from the Seven Families campaign? 
Um, I, I think the first thing you can learn, you can actually stretch uh, a little money a hell of a long way with the right attitude and people getting involved. Um, you're absolutely right, Roger. Uh, everybody is paying the same uh, and we are all supporting uh, the families. So by galvanizing those people who are working in promoting the campaign, you, you can push things a long way. One of the key things that we've been learning as well, of course, is uh, the use of Facebook as a, as a medium for pushing this forward. And what's impressed me, A, is the quality of what's being put on Facebook, but B, in addition, uh, the number of people who are now actually moving towards and looking at Facebook. It was quite interesting that uh, during the, uh, the presentation uh, earlier on Seven Families, I was just looking at the number of people on my own personal Facebook who had actually liked the pages. Uh, and during the course of the day, uh, an additional 15 who I prompted actually did like the page. So the word and the message is getting around. we just got to continue to keep doing that. It's a long game after all, isn't it? I think if we all push the social aspects of this and we all push it to our customers, then it's going to succeed. And, and on that note, as we approach the end of the campaign and, and ultimately the seventh family, which we'll find out about soon, what would you urge anyone listening to the podcast who supports seven families to do to make the ensure that the initiative ends on a high. I, I think, the, for me, Roger, the key message is don't keep calling the product a Cinderella product. <laughs> we all know that it's more likely to actually have a disability rather than death, etc. So put income protection at the forefront of your thoughts when actually doing any additional product design or rework rather than uh, putting it at, uh, at the back of the queue. That's great. Steve, thanks for talking to me. I look forward to talking to you again soon about protection on platforms. Roger, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to this special almost live episode of the Empath Podcast. Please do support the Seven Families Initiative. All the links you need are on the show notes page at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. Perhaps you could tweet one of their stories or link to one of the articles published on their website. Next time, we'll be back to the usual format. Thanks once again for plugging the Empath Podcast into your earphones and hope to see you again on the next episode of the Marketing Protection and Finance Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Protection and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. If you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You can be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay? Thank you.